1: And Larson, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'd be listening to right here, YouTube.com/forward slash Stephen Larson. We got you another Dark Side of the Ring review today on Sunday. Uh, these are always fun, man. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, of course, the assassination of Dino Bravo. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think about this one in general? This is the story I knew the least about going into
2: it. Same. Um, and because of that, I felt like I wanted more from it, if that makes sense. Um, there was a lot of potentially interesting stuff going on here. I mean, they could have done a whole hour on, uh, uh the story of him and maybe other talents who were, uh, huge deals in their respective territories before Vince started his, uh, nationwide, uh, uh, conglomeration of everything. Yeah. Um, and so you got a guy and Dino Bravo, and I'm sure there's countless of them who was top guy in his own, literally his own territory. He yeah. was one of the owners. He was a booker uh, uh, Eventually uh, his promotion was so depleted uh, Based on Vince coming in and taking the top guys that uh, eventually uh, His promotion could barely stay afloat. He had to make the jump himself and while you know, he was promised uh, uh, Good money to make the jump um, You know WWE had like every promotions top guys and uh, they were all like mid carters for Vince because Hogan was a top guy and, you know, he was in WBF for a matter of a few years uh, left um, and then didn't wrestle again. Um, and just the mindset of, 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 of people like Dino Bravo and anybody else who was a top guy, another promotion, going to WB and having to come with to grips with the fact that they're not top guys now. Um, and then yeah. maybe we'll never be a top guy ever again. Well, what's the having common... Having find that something
1: else to do, that, that's an interesting story, you know? What's the common thread of the i mean i'm just thinking off the top of my head the territories that were all affected by mcmahon's national takeover Mm -hmm. um the common thread is if you owned the the territory there's a good chance that you were the man in front of the cameras or in front of the crowd or in the ring you got the von erickson wccw Fritz von Erich owned the promotion. It was his promotion. You got mm-hmm. the Ganyas in AWA again. You know, Vern was the man there, and the longest time. Yeah, when it wasn't him, he was trying to make his son the man there. He mm-hmm. owned the the, the territory. Uh, you got the heart. I'm not sure how much the Har- yeah the hearts were. Yeah, Stampede Wrestling. You know, Vince would poach their guys. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and this is one I didn't know about was uh, was Jacques. Uh, I'm sorry, was uh, was a Dino Bravo. They're in international wrestling uh, in uh, Quebec, right? Was that where it yeah, was? Yeah,
2: Montreal, I think, is probably, is probably centered in Montreal, yeah. yeah.
1: So, again, like you said, this guy was literally uh, part owner, matchmaker, booker, and the top guy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's, it's a fascinating story. It's funny because you know the, the way the way entertainment works these days in, in movies and comic book movies specifically is that every, everybody wants their shared universe right yeah and you just imagine vince as this thanos type character and each of these each of these territories man are their own stories yeah that all play out kind of the same way and that's kind of the same thing with marvel movies is that all the origin movies play out the same kind of way more or less and and you've got all these territories that play out the same way in the end they all get dismantled because Vince, yeah. <laughs> ex- <laughs> their top stars dither away. Yep. And so that you're right. I, I My take on, on this episode of Dark Side was I would say there's probably definitely two, if not three distinct stories that we never that 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 should basically be told on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Dino Bravo as, like you said, you got you got that territory which was being poached by McMahon, and I mean, th- it, I'm, i so I'm looking at every week. Four One One Mania does a really mm-hmm. good job recapping these. They've got bullet points for everything, and so usually I just go over to them, um, and uh, and they had noted I didn't I I, I probably had realized or I probably heard this, but it's sort of in one ear out the other. But international wrestling they were they were doing two million on TV every week that's at at their height which if you look at the smackdown ratings this week that's what they did yeah um so, I mean, that's what Raw is trying to do right now, and that's the know, biggest promotion, know, you know. I on know. The point, point yeah, I remember basically. they mentioned that that at, at their peak they were hitting two million. Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal's
2: a good-sized city, so mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure you know the the you know, there's Quebec City, there's other large metropolitan areas in the province of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm it's, sure the population is large enough to accommodate a large viewing audience. You know? One
1: one of the one of the most more interesting aspects about all these territories that got hit by Vince was the response to it. Uh, In this case, Dino Bravo, very specifically, being a man of of, of pride, uh, at one point they mentioned he got so pissed off at the he wanted to compete with WWF. He wanted to make international wrestling the biggest promotion on the planet. And it's funny how quickly everybody uh, said, yeah, but you can't. Like, there's no competing with WWF. No, They've got way too much money. They're too big of an outfit. And it's like when an elephant, somebody said, when an elephant is coming at you, you just get out of the way.
2: Well, that was that was after they had proposed the Hogan Dino Bravo
1: match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was wear. pissed about that. Yeah,
2: they were gonna do you know uh, uh, some sort of collaborative thing. Hogan was gonna come to that territory uh, and and have a match against Dino Bravo, but then WWF WB, pulled out for fear that Dino would get a, a larger reaction than Hogan would. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vince didn't make his top star at the time uh, uh, look like anything less than a top star. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no match after all.
1: Yeah, so that alone was interesting, you know, uh, Jacques Rougeau, you know, saying, well, who is a delight on this, by yeah. the way? Yeah, he seems yeah. like man,
2: a- I wish I had his energy when I'm in my 60s.
1: Right, I mean, it's man, funny, his- even the, like, the little introductory B-roll they had of him, like, at his house, apparently, and he's apparently been very smart with his money, um, and, you know, he's rolling around like a three-wheeler, having a blast, and just yeah. the, his... his uh the way he talks and, like you said, the exuberance, the energy that he carries in just a regular conversation is infectious. Yeah, it's it is. absolutely. This is the mounty, and it's infectious. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, I, it was a delight seeing him and his responses. Um but uh, you know, he was saying that you know I, I felt that I should have been a main eventer, and D- but Dino was the man there, and, and he said no. And uh, and then when Vince came along, uh, you know, he, he he took his offer, and you know, yeah, was he like, hit man him and his brother, events. yeah. But it so that that aspect is interesting. Also, hearing from people who you know uh, the people who were poached from the mm-hmm. WWE here in their perspective as well, and usually it's the same story. It's like yeah, they're offering me way more money to come to WWF on top of that it's WWF like you know even back then it was like wow that's the big time that's where we want mm-hmm. to be
2: mm-hmm. it's the largest platform yeah
1: yeah i mean i was i'm, I'm reminded of uh Sean Rossap had an interview with uh Mike Mike Bennett uh mm-hmm. just recently and uh, he was asking him about why he signed that most recent deal and he was like the bottom line is ever since i was a kid i wanted to be in WWF so you take that money and you're like man you know they're giving me all this money and and they tell you we can't pay you this money unless we use you a lot. And and he's like, well, that's what I want. So, of course, I'm going to take the money and think that they're going to use me a lot. And of course they don't. Um, but uh, but no, getting back to this. So that alone is, I think, would make for a, a great mm-hmm. story. And I think that was probably, that took up the first half of it, basically, Yeah. Uh, before they even got to the actual murder of, of Dino Bravo. Um, and the, the the bottom line is, this isn't you know, this isn't a procedural. This isn't a police procedural. No. This isn't a crime case necess- that they're examining. They're examining more the uh, the effect it had on his family mm-hmm. um, and his friends uh, than it was. And, and more it... It was less who killed them because by the end, there's all sorts of theories and it's, and they're not taking it upon themselves to investigate those theories. No. Um, I mean, it's still the open case. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So the police I mean, couldn't even talk to any, them.
2: They couldn't even talk to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it was more, I mean, I think the, the, the more devastating aspect of it, especially in the second half is just listening to his family. Like my totally heart was daughter. breaking yeah. hardcore for the daughter who was only yeah. who's six. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, I have a little bit of experience in this when they're six that is the the understanding of what death is 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 it, it's it's unclear for a little kid mm-hmm. and you know the when she mentions taking a, a drawing of her family to his casket and then not recognizing his face that hit hard that hit mm-hmm. so hard but she understood his hands his mm-hmm. hands were the same uh those giant hands of his mm-hmm. you know and the fact that he I mean, you could tell this guy, you know, there's a lot in wrestling. There's a lot of stories in wrestling about how wrestlers often have to compromise. I think it was who said recently or there was an interview I saw recently where they said, was it Hogan? Who said when you're a family Hogan guy, had to compromise." No, it was flair, flair, flair. Oh, okay. It was flair. Okay. Okay. It was Flair on the Stone Cold podcast, all right, uh, or the the Broken Skull sessions. Which man you have to check out that it's so good. Need to check that out. Need to check that out. He said all the greats sacrificed their families, their time with their families, so they can Mm -hmm. be the best, so they can be the man. And Dino seemed to be the flip side of that because it didn't come across anywhere in this that he sacrificed his relationship with his daughter. To do any of that stuff. I mean, granted, the first for the first thirty-five years of his of his, or up until the age of thirty-five or so, he was um, he uh, he was a local. Like he had his own promotion, yeah. And so, like he would, his daughter would talk about. He'd bring me into the locker room, and all the Mm -hmm. wrestlers had their had their bright colors, and it was such a positive experience for her. Mm -hmm. Whereas you've heard so many times the kids of wrestlers. Have just grown up understanding that dad's not going to be around a lot.
2: Yeah, I see my dad three days this year. You know, yeah, stuff right. like that. You know, you right. hear Charlotte talk about. Uh, yeah, I'd be lucky if I saw my dad like seven days over the course of an entire year.
1: Even current um, wrestlers express yeah. publicly, man, it's really nice to be home. It's great to be home with my family. And now, if they're ta- if they're leaving WWE or they've been released or whatever, <clears> that they it, the, the desire is, you know, the revival by all accounts turned down a lot of money mm-hmm. to work fewer dates. Uh, or t- for the prospect of maybe going to AEW or New Japan, where they get to dictate what their dates are so they can what? Be at home with their families. Exactly. Um, with Dino Bravo, he only took on, seemingly from the thing, one contract in the WWE and then he was done because he was mm-hmm. tired of being, you know, there was multiple factors. He didn't like how he was being used creatively. Uh, he, didn't, he like didn't like being doing away the from jobs. Home. <laughs> What's it? Yeah, and he didn't like doing jobs, exactly, because he was used to being the man. Yep. But that was the most heartbreaking stuff. Obviously, was the wife who didn't even want to talk about the night that they came home to his to his you know dead body, mm-hmm. um, which God who who blames her for that? Um, yeah, no. And then and then the daughter who even at the age of six when he when you know he passed, she still has these you know lucid memories of him, mm-hmm. and she still holds him in just the highest regard. And she talks mm-hmm. about man, she she daydreams about him playing with her with her own kids mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning wrestling around wrestling. with them. Yep. Yep, that is the most heartbreaking thing yeah. in, on the planet, man. Yeah,
2: um, the second half of the episode uh, focused more on his his murder and the circumstances around that, which are still largely mysterious. But the basic premise, I guess, is that uh, after uh, his wrestling career was over, he left WWE. Um, he, you know, he had they, they mentioned a conversation that he had with Jimmy Hart, or I guess Jimmy Hart does, where you know he's like, "Hey, I'm just burned out. I want to go home." Um I think he's forty two at the time, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so he leaves, guess doesn't explore any other opportunities to wrestle elsewhere, goes home. Uh all that good WDF money that he was making is now gone. He has a huge house. Mm-hmm. He bought his kid a car when she was four years old and said, This is your car. Yeah. Um, I
1: talked to you about a little bit this about this off camera, how man, the, the wrestlers, they need I, I don't understand the mindset. I mean, again, you know, it's because I've never been the man <laughs> in my own wrestling promotion. Right. Um, yeah. but the mindset of this money is going to keep rolling in because yeah. history isn't kind to older wrestlers. Uh, it's, you know, he gets this huge payday. Like you said, he gets this huge house. He literally buys his kid like a red Corvette or something.
2: Well, in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, yeah, it's it Porsche, a Porsche show, yeah. but who knows what it I mean? It could have been like a Dodge shadow. Who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, cause they said, uh, when he signed with WWF, he, it was $300,000 downside with, uh, you know, incentives to make it up to a, worth up to a million dollars, which is huge money, you know? Um, and, uh, so yeah, he gets this huge house. I, I would uh, imagine like suburban Montreal. Um, they mentioned the part town. I'm not familiar with the ge- geography of Montreal, so I don't know exactly where it is. Um, and, and, you know, buys lavish cars And then when he's done with WF that money stops. So uh, he's apparently used to a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Bills are coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he gets connected with uh, potentially some organized crime stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And they have a bit in there about the mafias, uh, uh, you know, what they, you know, the kind of like their presence in Montreal. Um, You know, he starts palling around with some likely uh, gangsters. And then he gets involved in something I didn't know existed, which is
1: cigarette smuggling. Apparently was a booming. I thought that was something like if, if you have said, hey, when was the height of cigarette smuggling? I would have said like the 30s or something, maybe like during the Depression. Maybe. <laughs> I but I, 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 I never got the sense that they were like illegal. They were just cheaper smokes. Yeah, they're Yeah, they're bootlegs. So they were just cheaper. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like like you know, the the DVD boom, the DVD market at like the, the late 90s, early 2000s.
2: Yeah, the swap meet stuff. Yeah, no, I yeah. get that. <laughs> but at least I think part of the appeal of that was like, here you can buy a DVD of a movie that's already in the theater. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to pay 5 bucks for, for a pack of smokes instead of 10 bucks for a pack of smokes? No, I understand. I just didn't know that was that huge of a deal. I was unaware. Prior to this, I didn't know either. Um, it was kind of interesting, though, because it was like, there were, you know, according to them, there was two big rackets. There was cocaine and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what about weed? What about the weed people? Where are they at this time? Um, I mean, it was it was it was a early '90s
2: man. It's it's you know, there's still a, a bit of a, a influence from the '80s in terms of cocaine still being a popular thing. I'm sure
1: people love cocaine back then. Uh, yeah. So what was interesting about that too is that it seemingly was incredibly easy for him to fall into that because his family was part of the mafia, like his, uh, uncle, I think was like one of the crime bosses in the area. Um, and so it was, and so, you know, somebody had said that in the documentary, I forget which, uh, which, which person it was that, uh, evidently because of his, you know, stature because of a celebrity, because of his size that, you know, a lot of the friends of the like the people within the mafia really wanted to target him and bring him in. Uh, you know, to help out, and and he ended up getting in, and there was a apparently some sort of miscommunication miscommunication regarding like a four hundred thousand dollar, or it was like a fifty thousand cash, but like four hundred thousand dollars worth of cigarettes mm-hmm. were in a warehouse, and they were just sitting like that. They had like apparently stolen off a truck, and they were just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. And one of the one of the dealers was supposed to come pick it up, but he waited like three days. And uh, I forget what the story was in terms of, like, how the, the cops figured it all out. Um, they had, like, cameras set up. They were, like, doing a sting operation. And they were like, Seems oh, like, hey, there's yeah. Dino Bravo. <laughs> and so, like, you would have thought that would be one of the downsides of having a freaking one of the most famous people in, you know, in the territory, uh, you know, doing your jobs for you. Is that the, the cops, he's very easy to spot this Dino Bravo. Yeah. So, apparently, uh, smuggling
2: cigarettes is still a thing. Uh, just widespread or, or in that area? Well, I, I just did I just did a, a brief Google search, and there's headlines from uh, news, nine arrested, a major contraband tobacco bust, prison sentences, 2.1 million in fines for contraband tobacco. So, apparently, that's still a
1: major thing going on. Man, you know, anything, I think anything that's, like, taxed and regulated there's probably a, you know there's probably a form of bootlegging it right I guess so you know anything that people don't want you to do like the government keeps on raises tax keeps on raising taxes on uh, on the cigarettes those things are super expensive these days thank God Lacey quit smoking mm-hmm. um, be beyond, beyond for other reasons too but uh, but yeah that's that's not terribly surprising but yeah you don't hear about it very often do you
2: no not at all that's not why really. I was I was I was kind of uh, somewhat surprised. Um, that uh, it was such a huge, you know, money maker for mm-hmm, yeah. organized crime
1: syndicates. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> this stuff. Was completely unaware. Yeah, no. It, you want to start it, a it, podcast it, just based on you? You look absolutely fascinating right now. You want to start a podcast on based on cigarettes? I, I, I'm fascinated by things that I know nothing about. <laughs> You know,
2: because this is not something we hear about in California. We don't hear about, I mean, I'm going to say it doesn't exist, but we don't hear about, you know, contraband cigarettes, huge uh, 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 cigarette bus. I've never Still seen DEA that.
1: agents with like celebratory pictures with giant bags of cigarettes. I know. I know. <laughs> so it's
2: like, it's, it's, I just don't, I, it's, it's something I want to understand more about
1: because yeah. it's, it's
2: it's such a, 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 a unique uh, uh, thing mm-hmm. compared to, you know, my experiences. Yeah. Growing up here, so
1: so, anyways, so apparently, this uh, this went bad for everybody. And uh, Dino was found in ninety in 1993, I think March of '93, uh, sitting on his uh, lazy boy, uh, with the TV still on, watching uh,
2: hockey. What's that with hockey? Well, he said he was at home watching hockey,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he had 17 bullets in him 11,
2: 11 bullets, seven in the head, and then four in the
1: torso. Oh, I thought it was set. Sa- I thought it was 7 in the head and 11 in the no I think it was 11 total. torso um which is a lot of bullets because apparently so they they it was it was based off two different guns mm-hmm. and uh oh you're right you're right uh which and left uh, at the crime scene too yeah what's that Which the guns were apparently left at the crime scene as well yeah and so you know there's speculation that you know obviously it was a professional job maybe it was one guy who wanted to make it look like it was two guys uh, you know, and then there's from all the different you know talking heads on this thing, there was various theories that it might have been. Uh, they called them the natives, which I guess would be the uh, um, the I guess the uh, people who are indigenous yes. uh, to Canada, if you will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the proper nomen is these days, um, but uh, you know that they might have had a hand in it, or they contracted some sort of motorcycle gang. Somebody call Eric Bischoff yeah, for that one. they talked about the supply chain, mm-hmm. um, where
2: the the, the the cigarettes sold on the reservations were smuggled out. Um, like The motorcycle gangs were involved with that, mm-hmm. and then they would make their way to the cities, and they would be sold from there. And then there was another uh, individual that was in the narcotics trade that uh, they mentioned, Dino. Connected with because they want to get in the cigarette tra- uh, uh, smuggling business as well. Yeah, and he's in the, the coke deal that went trade, south. and he yeah. was like, Hey, you
1: want some of this Coke money? I mean, give me in on this cigarette money.
2: Yeah, and that's where uh, seemingly uh, everything went south, was when that deal was made because it was that dude's uh, smokes that got busted. Uh, he was out like 400 grand, and, uh, and that might have led to something. But again, the evidence, there's no conclusive evidence anyway uh, as far as who. And, I mean, the, the only thing they think, since there was no sign of struggles, no sign of forced entry that uh the, the thinking is it was someone that Dino
1: knew and was friendly with friendly enough to just be sitting on yeah, a, yeah exactly uh, so yeah yeah it it's 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 a, it is a very tragic story it's a devastating story especially when you hear the daughter talk and yeah. she cries yeah. during it um but uh but yeah it it's it, it's it does seem like the kind of thing where i, I like the first half was was a really good look at like what we talked about you know what happens when Vince comes in and, and raids the territory well, and fall out, out of, of territory days, um yeah. but the, you know with, given that the case is closed and, the, and these guys aren't investigative reporters necessarily um or investigative journalists on, on, on a crime beat uh you know there's only going to be so much in terms of the murder stuff but it was it was, it was, it was it, it's awful stuff and and it's it's definitely an interesting watch Mm-hmm. I felt. I mean, it's it's all the ingredients for like a Scorsese movie, though, dude. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, that'd it be really actually is. a lot of fun. to Scorsese to take on like a wrestling movie? Oh, I know. That'd be rad. I
2: know. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. Really
1: so cool. Uh, next week should be a lot of fun. Uh, Doctor D, David Schultz, slapping the shit out of John Styles. So they're going to do forty-five minutes on that.
2: I hope it's thirty thirty minutes of slapping. <laughs> That's
1: what I okay, see. so let's make the bet now. All How right. many times are they actually going to air? the slap seven i'm gonna go i'll say five all right because there's at least man you know i'll go high i'm gonna go nine all right i'm gonna say nine because there's gonna be at least two in the inch before the before the crit like in the intro there's gonna be at least two yeah i know so that leaves
2: another 40 minutes what if they take they take like a, a, a unusual approach where they don't show it till the very end? They just build, and build, and build, and build. You're just waiting to okay. see, waiting to see it, waiting to see it.
1: Okay, hold on a second. Are they going to do an out of focus recreation of the slap? Yeah, they have to, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and it's in to... slow motion. <laughs> here, 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 here. I'll give you. I'll give it to you here. There you go. <laughs> I go the other way. You got to put your camera out of focus. <laughs> All right, do it again. There we go. There we go. All right, this is me, the other one. There we go. Oh, man, that's too good. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Oh, man.